Welcome to the Body Positivity Podcast with Diana and Arliss. We are so excited to welcome our guest today, Stacy Provost. She is an entrepreneur here on the big island of Hawaii, and she moved to Hawaii seven years ago from California. She's originally from Massachusetts, though. She is here to talk with Diana and I on body positivity and how it relates to dating. Welcome, Stacy Provost. Thank you so much for a wonderful invite. I really appreciate it. I'm very excited to be here. Yay! Welcome, Stacy. So I'm going to go ahead and open this up with a question because we'd love to get to know you a little bit better, you know, and, and really dive into our discussion on loving ourselves and loving our bodies. So what part of your body has been the easiest for you to love? I would have to say my eyes because everybody, A, everybody can see them, but they're, you know, a nice, I'm tooting my own horn, but I like the color of them and they're blue and have been complimented on them. So I would have to go with my eyes. <laughs> would you say that, I'm just curious as well, would you say that that's something that as you're dating, a lot of people will comment on as well first or? Yes. Although oddly enough, I'm blind in one eye. Ah, interesting. <laughs> and I have been since birth. So yeah, but I still love my eyes. Beautiful. I love that. That's um, awesome. Are eyes something that you notice on other people when you are considering dating them? Yes. Eyes and teeth. <laughs> I worked at a dentist office. What do you look for in their eyes? Um, I look in their eyes and I try to see a little bit into them and see if I can see anything or because sometimes you can get, maybe I don't understand the depths of their eyes, but I can see if they're happy or what the kind of what they're feeling a little bit in their eyes. Like if they're, I don't know, it's just, it's a whole face thing, but also in the eyes, I see a lot. Absolutely. So going off of Diana's first question, what part of your body has been the most challenging to love? I so one is I have these things that I like to call my side saddles, you know, on the hips, they're like rounded. So that's been an issue. And I've tried different ways to exercise to try to, but now I've gotten to that. I love them. They're part of me and I love them. The other issue I've had longer than that is my breasts. So I was younger and my brother, I was, wasn't wearing a bra and I was wearing a, you know, like a V-neck shirt and I, you know, bent down or something. My brother's like, Oh my God, you're LB, you have long boobs. So I've kind of, and then I also on one of my nipples had a like kind of an extra nipple, so to speak. And I had it removed at some point, but so my, my breasts have not been something that I've loved. I have now, I do now, but I didn't then. And it took me a really long time to love them. Yeah, I can understand that. It's very hard when when we're young, especially when someone says something derogatory about part of our body and it, it can happen. And sometimes we're not even aware that that part of the body on us is different in some way. Like, do you feel like that is what happened for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, every breast that I had seen, I mean, I didn't see a lot of breasts when I was a kid, but we're all nice and perky and, you know, like right here and everything, but mine didn't look anything like that. And I thought, oh my God, I'm deformed. That's what came to mind, honestly. But then I came to realize as I grew older, breasts come in all shapes and sizes and they're all amazing. And, you know, so it took a while though. It was not something that was overnight. That's for sure. Yeah. Did that show up in your feelings and of, as you were dating? Yeah, 
it affected um, if well, maybe not dating. Well, past the dating stage when you were going to go to the sex stage, it definitely affected it because I remember wanting to wear a bra when I was going to have sex. I got over that, but it did. Honestly, it took a while. And and I've never had a guy that I dated say, oh, my God, your breasts are deformed or anything derogatory at all. It's all been super, super positive. You know, I've got stretch marks, too. So that didn't help either. <laughs> but honestly, it's, it's all in my head. So I had to get it out of my head. You know, what was that like for you? Like, what was that healing process like for you? It was long. Honestly, it, it was years learning that, you know, every everybody's different we're all different. Breasts are different. Um, it's okay. I actually, from, from a friend wore a sports bra with, um, lotion on every night for a couple, like maybe a year. And that actually helped a lot. It, it put my, and this sounds strange, but I didn't put my breasts into the bra properly when I was younger. So the nipples pointed down. So I ended up putting cream on and then putting them in a sports bra so that they would stay up more upright. And then the skin would tighten up back up again. And it, it worked. It took a really long time, but it worked. And, um, and once again, that doesn't, it didn't make them any different, honestly, it really didn't. Um, but it did help. And then, you know, once again, I've seen now I'm 44 years old. I've seen a lot of breasts and I think they're all beautiful, including my own. So, but it did, it took a really long time to work through the process of, you know, you're not deformed. You're not ugly. You're beautiful. Your breasts are beautiful. Everybody says that you're beautiful. I mean, the guys that I've dated looked at them. They're not like, you know, they're, oh my God, they're so, they're great. They're just perfect size, great handful, you know? So yeah, it was definitely a process though. I love that. And I love that you're able to see that in your dating experience, you receive so many positive affirmations. Um, and this helped you, from what I can tell, like have positive affirmations for yourself about your own body. Yes, that I, I, that helped a lot. It's It shouldn't be the case, though. I shouldn't have to have other people's positive affirmations. But it did help me to see and to think about myself differently. So it changed my perspective, which was the start of the process, basically, you know, and looking at myself differently, that I am beautiful, no matter what I I look like. I am beautiful on the inside and on the outside. Yeah, you are (laughs) both inside and out. And I think, um, yeah, like like Arliss is talking about, I, I definitely can resonate with those feelings of like seeing my body differently than other people seem to see it. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember getting teased when I was younger about like having big legs and after that, you know, just kind of like what Arliss was talking about. If you're more apt to notice somebody else's, um, eyes, for example, for you or whatever, um, it, I'm definitely more apt to notice somebody's legs and, you know, like those sort of things. And, um, it's, but at the same time, like, like it's, it's not an actual thing because like, I've talked to my husband about it. And I remember like one of the very first times that like we were together and I made a comment about it and he was like, confused. (laughs) What are you talking? You know? And I, and I think it's, Um, You know, you're right. Yeah, we don't we shouldn't need someone else's affirmation, but sometimes it just helps to um, have a reflection that's not our own because we we are so conditioned. And, you know, like these things happen when we're younger that we don't even realize that we put this um, this filter on basically. So true. I mean, I remember times 
where I would stand in the mirror and like pick apart body parts and be like, Oh, this needs to be that. It's, it's so unrealistic. I am never going to be a Barbie. No, most people are not going to be a Barbie. You know, we're all beautiful in our own ways. So it's, it's a matter of just getting over that and seeing ourselves in a completely different way, changing the way we look at each other, being positive, positive is the key to everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I hear from both you, Stacy, and Diana is there's no right or wrong when we're creating um, a mind shift, you know, when we're changing our perspective, whatever helps us change our perspective to a healthier, more self-loving perspective, then we should all use that. I mean, it's things are there, you know, these positive affirmations that we receive or whatever, they're there for a reason. They're there sometimes as a wake up call that we could be looking at ourselves in a more loving way. And so, um, you know, and as we grow, and change our mind shifts, you know, we support ourselves more with positive affirmations and the loving positive affirmations from ourselves mean more than the outside ones. So absolutely true. Speaking very, of affirmations, um, Arliss, I'm curious, Stacy, what, what affirmations do you see and have for yourself now as you were, and I think it maybe you've used some of them, but like, what are, what would you see as like affirmations for, you know, really loving your body more now as you've grown older? I don't, I look at myself in the mirror completely differently. Um, I see the beautifulness, you know, I see, yeah, I, I have great breasts, you know, now I don't, I, the way I look at myself is different. I think that's definitely a positive affirmation. And also, um, I don't do it every time, but I try to do it often. When I put lotion on after the shower, I try to like rub things and tell them that I love them. I like my body parts. You know, I love you legs. I love you. You know, your arms are beautiful. You do a great job. Thank you for every, you know, I like try to be positive to my body as well. I love you breasts. You're amazing. You know, that kind of stuff. That's also one of those things that I do. I'm a big fan of, you know, putting some oil on my breast and saying, you are amazing. <laughs> Yay. That could be our tip for this week. Put oil on your body parts, including your breasts and tell them yes. they're amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I think it's a great affirmation. You know, I love, you know, my breasts are amazing. Yes. Just a reminder, right? Like, um, Sometimes we get caught up in like what somebody else's look like, but even if even those people who have the thing that we're we long for or wished for, um, like for example, um, Arliss knows this, but like when I when I was younger, when I was five, I drew myself as a blonde woman. So that to me was, you know, like who I need I was supposed to be or like the me that would be most accepted in society. Um, and realizing for myself, like you know, like. Um, through our, through sharing stories with Arliss, it's like, that's how she looked and she still didn't feel uh, whole in her body. So it's like, no matter what the thing we have that somebody else doesn't have is there's somebody, you know, there's, there's a thing for us that we feel like we're missing and that other person has their thing that they, they feel is missing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Are there any other um, self-love or self-care practices that you want to share with Diana and I and give as gifts to our listeners? Um, I just, when I notice I'm trying being negative about myself, I stop immediately and say, no, this is not acceptable. 
And then I try to turn it around to something positive, you know, like, no, maybe this didn't go exactly like my hair. Maybe I was doing my hair and it didn't go exactly the way I wanted. I said, you know what? That's okay. Cause it's beautiful anyway. And then I just go on, you know, I try to, um, when I notice myself being negative and it does happen cause you know, not perfect here. And so I try to turn it around. I try to notice it. That's the key is noticing that you're doing it to yourself and then turning it around and trying to make it positive. Like, okay, you know, that didn't go exactly the way I wanted, but that's okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm beautiful. Everything's going to be okay. You know, I try to do that. So, so I hear you kind of using the noticing as like a pattern interrupt, right? So like whenever you're falling into that pattern of negative self-talk, what I'm hearing you say, Stacey, is to, once we notice that, then we have the power to put the brakes on and shift our mindset to, sh- to start paying attention to what we want, as opposed to just getting caught up in, oh, this is wrong with me that, you know, there's in that and this yeah. And I, I, I feel that what we put out is what we get back into the world. So if we're putting all that negativity out to ourselves, that's all we're going to get is negativity back. We're not going to get that positivity, positivity. So I think that it's important to try to stop ourselves and notice. I think that's really important. And it's, it's a learning, it's a learning thing. I mean, it's not like it's systematic. And, you know, sometimes I realize I'm doing it and I've been doing it for five minutes, being negative. I'm like, whoa, stop, you know? So it is something, it is a process, but I think it's very, very good thing to start doing. I think that's a good tip to try to notice when you're being negative and try to turn it around, especially when you're talking about yourself. Can't be negative to yourself because you've only got one self. Got to be good to yourself. Yeah. And I think um, for me, the other thing that comes in with that is that it's normal for all of us at some point to fall back into that negative pattern. Um, So for myself, I always give extra compassion where it's like, did I do it for less time? Has it been a longer time since it's happened? You know, maybe maybe even there's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. Maybe this is popping up for those sort of reasons, because I find that um, by seeing it as it like sometimes when those old patterns come up for me, I'm like, oh, no, not again at first. But really, it's not again. It's on a different level. It's less. It's not as frequent. I caught it faster. I turned it around faster, whatever that is. So for me, focusing on like, oh no, really, this is, I'm handling this in a way that is helping me get better at it. And I'm, I'm not in this as long. Like I think is a, another good reminder of, you know, like, yeah, when you're being negative, turn it around and focus on the fact that you're making progress in your turnaround happening faster, easier, because um, I don't know, Arliss, would you say that that's pretty normal for you that every now and then you have like you fall into this spiral, but you get out faster? Absolutely. I mean, I had a moment today, uh, which was a human moment. I was talking to Diana about it before we logged on, where I felt like I kind of put my foot in my mouth in a conversation. And um, and it doesn't happen to me that often anymore. Um And I was in a a time where I wasn't really being mindful of, of like who I was talking to and all of that sort of thing and what I was talking about. And so I had that moment and in the past, I would have really dwelled on it and like made my whole day all about that moment. And now I was like, oh, Diana, I had this moment (laughs) and, and 
I'm grateful. And thank you for letting me speak it out loud. And then I felt better. I felt good. It's like, oh yeah, that happens. We're human. We're allowed to be human. And so being able to show myself that level of compassion, and I'm still grateful that those moments happen uh, because I learned something about either that space and time and the, and the individuals I'm interacting with, or I learn something about myself. And it's the learning about self and learning how to move through things in a more gentle way, which is the most impactful. So I completely agree. Oh, definitely. Um, I remember um, working for a company and I made a mistake and I was beating myself up, done good. And then a coworker said, stop it. That's not going to help anything. It's only going to make things worse. And she was absolutely right. It was just snowballing into making more mistakes. And so, yeah, definitely stopping the, um, uh, stopping it. I can't think of the right word. I'm sorry, but stopping in its process, you know, and, and thinking about it and stop thinking about it, stop dwelling on it, you know, just realize we're all human. It's okay. Learn from it. So yeah, I totally agree. Absolutely. So it's interesting because we just talked about this. Like our next question is usually what is one tip you would give to reconnect with your body when old patterns arise? I feel like we've been talking about this. (laughs) But do you have any other tips? Like how do you try to reconnect with yourself in a loving way when you see that negativity come in on occasion? I try to actually use a little bit of um, meditation. I try to stop and take a deep breath, calm down whatever emotions are flowing, try to stop that, try to stop the emotions from, you know, being so in your face and then realize, okay, this is okay. I'm okay. I can change this. I can rethink what I'm doing or what I'm thinking. It's okay. So that breathing thing really helps. I mean, even when I meditate in the morning or when I'm frustrated or whatever the reason is, it helps a lot. So it helps stop the process. That's what works for me. So I'm almost hearing you say, Stacey, like um, going back to breath as a fundamental practice and like using it to get back into the space of like, okay, I control the breath. And by doing so, I can have greater control of my mind and my body overall. Um, So here you're using meditation um, in that kind of space. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And I I do it in the morning just to start my day um, to keep everything I'm even keel and, you know, whatever, if I had a bad dream at the night or whatever, you know, it makes me have a great day because I started off, you know, breathing and thinking and you know, not thinking, but trying not to think, but if something comes up, you know, okay, I hear you move on. Um, so yeah, I think meditating is very helpful. Even if you just do the breathing part, you know, and just stop and take a breath and, and calm down and get out of the emotion. Basically. That's really, really beautiful. I love that. I like that. Get out of the emotion. Cause it's kind of like the emotion, um, when we get caught up in it, then we end up in these, like a shame spiral or like a, you know, where we let fear get out of control. And what I'm hearing you say is like, instead of just digging deeper into the emotion, um, get reconnecting to breath, reconnecting to self through that. And then, um, having the, having the ability and the clarity to, to shift the thinking. I like that. So, um, 
what are some of the body image things or body positivity things that come in for you when you're going through the dating process? Like as a person being dated and like when you are meeting new people to potentially date. This has changed over the years. Um, It's gone from one extreme to the other where it's, I don't care what you look like to, Oh my God, you have to look like, you know, um, Vin Diesel, you know, for the guy that I was dating. Um, But it's now not so much sort of in the middle at the moment. And um, for myself, for what I look like, um, that's also changed. You know, I was, I remember times where I'm like in the mirror doing this and I'm like, God, and look, is this, this, and you know, how can I make this look better or whatever? But now it's like, you know what? It's okay. They can take me for who I am. And if they don't like me, they don't like me. You know, it's, it, they don't like my breasts or my hair or what I say. That's, that's on them. It's not on me, you know? So, but it's, it's a, it's an evolving process. I mean, there's still nerves and all that that come into play, of course, as well, when meeting new people and getting to know new people. But I try not to be judgmental um, and try not to like pick apart, like I would do myself, pick apart myself. I try not to do that at all to anyone, including myself when dating someone, but I try to see them as a whole person. Um not just the outer appearance. I mean, of, of course, outer appearance is, is something that you do look at, but it's not the all encompassing. You have to be Vin Diesel or, and I don't care what the insides are look like, just Vin Diesel. Cause you know, you can't live with a outside of a body. You got to live with the whole person. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it, dating is, is also a little challenging on this island, having nothing to do with positivity though. But um, anyway, uh, but I have gone on some dates and some good, some bad. Um, I think I've been judged sometimes um, when dating than other times I haven't. So it really varies. It is a, um, as you get older though, it's, I don't know that it, I, I find it trickier because there's less of a pool to pick from. And at this point in time, sometimes they have issues and you have to decide if you, that those are issues you can live with too, you know? Um, so, or if they're, they have to decide of the, my issues, there's something that they want to deal with or work with or that kind of thing too. So as you get older, it's a little bit more complicated than when you were younger and it's just like, Hey, you have a car. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's, it's dating is, it's interesting. It's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm 44 years old. I'm not like, you know, I'm getting older and, um, it is more of a challenge. I look for much different things than I did then. You know, I think back then when I was in my teens, it was more probably what a person looked like on the outside. And I wasn't, I was thinking about the inside, but probably not as much. Um, and then I think it evolved over time, you know, when you dated that guy that was Vin Diesel looking, but had nothing else going on. Um, it was a kind of a, a wake up or reality check, so to speak. And you're like, wait, this isn't right. So then you start thinking, okay, wait, I need to do this less and that more and, and really listen to the person and see what they're saying. Do I agree with this? What do you think about this? You know, that kind of thing, like get to know a person, not just look at his picture and be like, Hey, you're the man or woman or whatever, you know, you're the person. So yeah, dating is, can be tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I I love that you are talking about how 
your um, you picking people to date has changed and how it was originally really focused on what they looked like on the outside. And now it's much more focused on what, how they are on the inside. And, and it also sounds like that's what you're looking for, for them to look at, at you too. They, you, I mean, obviously who we're physically attracted to is important. Um, and, um, you're looking for them to consider your inside qualities just as much, if not more, as your outside qualities. Is that the case? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I don't want someone to date me because they think I'm the most beautiful thing in the world, which is great if that is the case, by the way. But I want them to want me on the inside too. I want them to want to know. I want them to ask me questions and want to know what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling. It's not just, hey, you have great hair, you know? So I really want to be um, be known as a whole person Absolutely. and loved as a whole person. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what we all want from ourselves and from others is to love ourselves as a whole person? Absolutely. Yeah. If you can't love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? That's kind of important. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I hear you on like some of those challenges of dating because it's like you get clearer on what you want. And then at the same time, like um, you may need to make concessions where it's not exactly everything that you want, but you are clear, clearer on what becomes a non-negotiable, which is what I'm kind of hearing you say is like, you realize that some of the things that you thought were a non-negotiable, you're like, maybe, maybe that's not as important to me as I thought. Um, but it's, I think it's like even having grace for ourselves through that trial and error period of like, yeah, I can, I can figure it out and realize that, by dating this person that that's not it or that's not all of it. Um, and that I really want more. Yeah, definitely. I would love to know, um, you know, when you are interacting with people and, and starting that dating process, do you have boundaries around um, how people show their body to you? You know, like in that process, because I feel like that's, you know, something that comes up, especially for women. Yeah, um, there have been times in my life where I just went on a first date and then had sex. But I don't do that anymore. That's not the best practice, in my personal opinion. I mean, if that works for you, that's great, but it didn't work for me. I really wanted to get to know the person before we started taking off clothes. Um, I wanted to go on some dates. I mean, not just like one or two. I wanted to go on a few dates. We could do like kissing and that kind of stuff, but I'm not taking off clothes for a while. Um, Just because I've just had different experiences. And I find that that's um, not something I really want to get into with just anyone at this point. Um, I don't want the one night stand. Um, I've been there, done that. And I want more, you know, I want a real relationship. I want love. So, um, I tend to kind of hold back a little bit in the removing the clothing option. Yeah. That's what I hear is that to you, you know, in your evolution of self-love, like your body is like sacred, you know, to you and that, 
you are, and maybe, and maybe I don't, you know, if this isn't true, let me know, but it almost sounds like, um, the taking off of clothes before you really get to know somebody can be like a distraction from whether like how you get to know them or not. I think for me, it is a distraction. Um, because I want to get to know them before we start getting intimate, honestly. Um, I want to know if this is a person I actually want to be intimate with that I want to share my body with. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really powerful. It's really powerful. What do you think, Diana? Yeah, I hear like um I hear like a lot more intention with your body where it's like and a recognition of some of the things that are easy or can be distractions instead of like what you really, really want. Um, and so I'm hearing like a, like a desire for depth, um, like not simply a body understanding, but a, like a deeper soul connection, um, soul understanding of a person where like what they're like, each like I'm hearing it almost as if your body should, you know, can definitely be a piece of interest or a point of interest. Right. But <laughs> Um, if that's all they see as a point of interest, then it's not, then that's not it. Um, and that like, someone's got to love you and like be into your mind and your thinking and, you know, think that you're funny or like, you know, share similar values. And I think, yeah, sometimes when we're younger, we think a lot about like the other stuff and what I'm hearing you say, um, Stacey, is that as you've gotten older, like what you've realized is placed a lot more value in the, in the depth, um, and the quality instead of like, you know, just the, like the sizzle and the steak kind of thing. Yeah. Quality, not quantity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also hear that you have, you know, really clear boundaries and high standards for interactions in dating. And I have to tell you that that's really inspirational. It's super inspirational that you know exactly, you know, what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with and what you're looking for. I mean, I, there are times when I look back in my dating life and I definitely didn't have those two things going on in my mind. And, um, and I want, I would want that, you know, I would want to have that. Yeah. But I really do think that it comes from that experience of, um, of seeing and making that mistake. And it's like, how many times it's sort of like we were talking about, it's like, how many, how many times are you going to make this mistake and not learn or get better at it or whatever? Um, it's not about making the mistake. Like I've definitely Mm -hmm. gone after guys just for their looks before and then been like, Oh wait, like you can't hold a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And like, that's not okay. Um, Or like, Oh, you think all that stuff is funny. And like, I don't think any of that is, you know, like it just is not a match. Um, And when we're younger, I think like so much of what we see is at first, like how we kind of identify what we want. And then it becomes more and more about like, wait, 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 that's, that's just like the pretty package on the outside and not, um, not this real person. And what I want is the person. Absolutely. I completely resonate with that, Diana. I remember one of my first boyfriends saying to me that I wasn't allowed to use big words in his company. (laughs) (laughs) And I was, 
And I said to him, I'm, you know, if you don't know the definition of a word, I'm happy to define it for you. And he said, no, just don't use them. And I, and I just knew in that moment, I was like, okay, this is never going to work. <laughs> this is never going to work. So yeah, that's really awesome. So when you are getting ready to go on a date and be in that kind of dating atmosphere with someone new or that sort of thing, what do you do to support yourself moving into that? Like, how do you show yourself love and, or, or mental practices that you have to move in with to that process in a positive way? Um, I'm a little rusty cause I haven't really dated since COVID hit. So it's been a while, but, um, I try to put a positive, like, okay, this, you know, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm great. I'm, I'm really excited to meet this person. Maybe we'll have a connection. You know, I try to be very positive about the whole situation. I mean, um, I'm like excited to get to know this person and, oh my gosh, what is he going to, what's going to be like? What is he like? You know, I get excited to find out about this person. I mean, even if it's just a friend and maybe I'm going to make a new friend, this is great. I need more friends in my life too. So it, you know, I think it's, I try to get myself positive about it and, you know, this, this could be, you know, awesome. And maybe he's going to be really, you know, great. And I'm going to really want to get to know him and he's going to like me and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to have really long conversations all night long and you know because I do that I'm a chatty Kathy um <laughs> so I, I I think I try to be as positive as possible to try to you know be all and then when I meet them you know try to be excited and not not over excited not like you know hey how are you but um <laughs> but try to be like hey how are you how you doing and ask questions. I love asking questions so I can really, cause you don't know anyone until you ask the questions. So I start with the questions and then it's, I, the interesting thing is I find it very interesting that some people will answer the questions and then never ask you any or say, Hey, how do you feel about that? I find that very telling. So it gives you a hint, you know? Yeah. I'm curious, Stacy. do you, do you have any advice for like, what do you wish that you would have known 20 years ago about dating that you know now? And and it can relate to body, body positivity or whatever feels right for you. Um, I think I would say don't jump into bed with just anyone. I think that that would have been a helpful tip to know. Um, it's not all about sex. Um, but also don't, once again, don't look for Mr. GQ, you know, there's all kinds of people out there, all cut, you know, go for the inside, not just the outside. Um, I think that would have been a good, helpful tip to have told myself. Yeah. And, and don't, don't jump into the relationship. Don't automatically be like, Hey, can we be boyfriend and girlfriend? You know, really get to know someone don't label it. And labels are just a label. You know, I don't think that's all, imp- all important and all encompassing. So I think that is also something really important because everybody wants to label it. Well, is he your boyfriend yet? You know, it's like, Whoa, are she your girlfriend yet? Wait a minute here. So, yeah. Cause it's important. Cause maybe, you know, I really want to get to know the person. It's not about what I call this person. It's about the inside and the outside, but mostly the inside. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And it sounds like, like you move through it slower now and that you are holding that boundary with the people in your life to 
to not have the label and to just support you in getting to knowing, getting to know people. And like you said, they could be friends or they could be more. And what I also hear is that you've really dropped expectation, which I think is pretty magical because when we don't have specific, like down to the minute expectations of events, I find that events can be more incredible than I ever would have imagined in my human mind. Right. Absolutely. That's so true. I mean, there have been times when I didn't have any expectations and it was absolutely amazing. And then there was times where I expected like very specific certain things and it went to heck in a handbasket. So yes, absolutely. I think having an open mind and not being, um, not having those expectations or judgments is very handy. And I think it's true, like, um, for who we're dating, but also for ourselves, right? Because I think it's so much a reflection of self ultimately. And it's like, even as we're talking about going for the inside versus the outside, I think, um, that as a reminder for ourselves is also really powerful that where we really want to see the growth is on the inside and the evolution and that the other, the outside stuff, like, um, you know, we all know that that fades doesn't Vin Diesel doesn't look like Vin Diesel forever. <laughs> exactly. He looks like a different version of Vin Diesel, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, and we're allowed to, um, whereas a person that soul, you know, do we like the way that that person is evolving? Do we, do we like how we ourselves are evolving? Um, I think that's, that's what I'm hearing as well. Well, I, I'm just so excited that you came on today with us, Stacy. Diana, do you have any closing questions for Stacy? Or Stacy, do you have any questions for us? Hmm. Um, I want to ask each of you what body part you love about yourselves. Go ahead, Diana. I've always loved my waist. I have a small waist. Um, and it's a, it's a part of me I've always appreciated. I didn't I didn't have to like one of those things. Yeah. Awesome. I have always loved my hair. I have always had fabulous hair and it's it's the kind of hair where I literally wash it and I sleep in it and then it comes out looking like all sultry and beautiful and everything and I I just love it. I love my hair. So, yeah, thank you Stacy. Yeah. Okay. Second question. This is the second part. I got asked, you get asked. What's the body part you did not like the most or had to work on a lot? I shared a little earlier, but my thighs and what's funny now is that um, I see all of it from this perspective of like an overall femininity and like really is like to me, it's almost like part and parcel of the whole package. So it's now that I now that I think of it, it's like, could I really like, would it really even be me if I didn't have both? Would it like it almost defines my body where before it was um something where it's like, I like this part, but I hate, I curse this other part. And it's like, no, but really the whole thing is the definition, right? Like talking about wholeness. So I I think that's kind of ironic. How about you, Orlis? Yeah. Mine has always been my stomach. 
So I've, you know, I've always had a belly. Um, even when I was at my thinnest, um, I had a belly and it was really challenging for me. And now, you know, I have to echo what you, you said, Diana, like, I love how womanly my body is and like how curvy and voluptuous it is. And part of that is having a belly. And if I didn't have the belly that I have, I wouldn't have my hourglass shape really the way it is. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I love it more now than I ever have. And it's still a process. Um, it's still a process and yeah, I'm sure that when we're doing this podcast in a couple of years, I'll still be talking about my belly and how much I love it more then too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really, um, what I'm hearing all of us say is it's like, it's not about, this like instantaneous idea of body acceptance where like you wake up tomorrow and you feel like, whoa, that was, that you know, whatever. <laughs> it's more that over time you catch yourself more, you choose intentionally what you say, what you think, um, and that you can, you can get to this place of loving your body even after, um, after you've had traumatic experiences around it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Well, I want to thank uh, Stacy again for coming and being a part of our guest. And Diana, what's our topic for next week? So I know the topic, Arliss, but I actually need your help to share with us what exactly it means. We are talking next week about the platinum rule as opposed to the golden rule. So Arliss, what, what do you mean when we talk about the platinum rule? Yeah. So just as a refresher, the golden rule is that we treat others how we would want to be treated. And most people talk about that as the standard for behavior and interaction. Uh, And there's one better, which is the platinum rule, which is we treat others how they want to be treated. So I'm excited about that because um, it's all about respecting others' boundaries and and really um, it ties back into our discussion around consent last week. So it's, it's going to be a hot topic for sure. Yeah, my mind instantly went to consent. That was where I went. It was like... Absolutely. And just being aware and, and asking and, you know, all of that. And we'll talk about it a lot more next week, but the platinum rule is, is the new way to be for sure. Awesome. Well, Stacy, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to thank you so much for having me on. This was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. You are amazing, Stacy. And I want to ask you, um, you know, to close this out, like, What is the one thought or idea that you'd like to leave um, our listeners with today? That you are enough and that you have to believe you are enough and that you're beautiful. Everybody's beautiful. You heard it here from Stacey Provost. You are enough. You are beautiful. Thank you for joining us. 